Welcome to the Invisible India podcast. I'm Jessica. And I'm Abhishek. We are a cross-cultural couple doing life in India, exploring the lesser-known mysteries of Indian culture, interviewing fascinating figures who have chartered new territories, and sharing life as we raise our multicultural family amongst the complexities of modern Indian life. Before we jump into today's episode, uh, I wanted to read a question from a listener that came in, and we're going to be doing this on uh, episodes going forward. So if you have any questions, we're, please send it to us in on our, via our social media, and we will answer them on the podcast. So this is from Meredith. Similar to the traveling in Thailand tips that you share on episode 10, do you have any experiences that would lend to traveling in India as an Indian, but with your white family, like classist assumptions that you made against your partner or weird things that people have said to you about being together? That is a really great question. And some of the observations that I've made about traveling in India, one of us being white, one of us being Indian, if we don't have our kids with us, which we almost always do, just like assume that we're not married or that we're just dating. Um, One thing is that I do wear a lot of the signs of a married lady. So like I wear sindoor in my hair and I have, you know, churi, bangles, um, all that stuff. People assume that we've been married for like a year or two maybe when they see that. So I don't think people um, also realize that we live here. So I feel that most people when they see me assume that we're just visiting or we just got here yesterday. (laughs) That's something that is an assumption about us. And I think a lot of people also think that maybe Abhishek is not from India or that he's, you know, grew up abroad. So it's kind of hard for people to put us in the right category. We don't really fit into a clear category in some ways. (laughs) I think that also people assume that because I'm a white person that we have just like loads of money, which, you know, compared to some of the people that we're meeting when we're traveling or when, you know, we're in different parts of India, then, you know, we might have more than like a local shop owner or something. But I think people think that, you know, because you're a foreigner that you must be like have tons and tons of money and that's not really always true so I think that's most of the assumptions I felt that a lot of the assumptions have immediately kind of fallen away once we have our kids with us or once people start to talk to us and they realize oh man you guys live here you speak fluent Hindi you're you actually you know you lived abroad and then you came back And so I think people really feel like some of the walls are come down a little bit once they talk to us. The tips would be just like be open to talking to people when you travel and uh, that will make your travel experience within India more smooth. I am so excited uh, to talk to you guys today. I have been following you for, I don't know, I guess about a year and I just am excited about your story. I um, I love what you guys do and how you express yourselves. I'm just really glad to have you on today. So thanks. Happy, happy to be here. We're excited as well. Unfortunately, and kind of fortunately, Arav 
who's a big part of everything that you do, is asleep right now. So we can't hear him on the podcast. <laughs> you would only hear him if he was awake. <laughs> I would love to hear about his travel experiences and elephants and swimming and all these wonderful things that we've seen him doing over the past couple of years. Man, so just a, a little intro to you guys for people that don't know about you. You guys did 31 countries comprising of 39 flights, three cruises, and almost 100 destinations in eight and a half months. You left your corporate job and you did it together as a family with a two-year-old. So hats off to you guys. (laughs) And I would love to hear how you got there, what inspired that decision or series of decisions, and just a little bit of intro to you guys. Yeah, so Natasha says I should introduce myself uh, yeah. first. Because he's the crazy one who had this idea. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big freak. Um, I grew up uh, in Dubai uh, to parents that absolutely love to travel. Um, and ever since I was young, you know, we traveled a ton, especially back to India. We almost spent every summer in India. And, and when we were in India, we visited less our relatives and visited more places. So it was, yeah, inbuilt in me to, to travel uh, wherever we go. Um, and, you know, when I came to the U.S., uh, and I came to the U.S. when I was 17, um, you know, we traveled a ton in the States. Um, I did my education here, uh, got a job, uh, got super lucky and joined a company you know, that grew over 100x over my 12 years uh, at that company. And that provided us with all kinds of uh, opportunities, uh, both uh, from, a, from, a, from a personal perspective as well as from a financial perspective. You know, as we were towards the end of my time there, I started telling Natasha, like, you know, I've been here for 12 years. It's been, you know, it felt, it felt like a crazy journey and I'm ready to take a break and ready to, uh, you know, really take some time off, uh, sort of reconnect and get away from everything and then come back. Uh, and I think I told you this probably three to four years before yeah. I left my job. Um, before we went on the trip. Yeah, yeah, before we went on a trip. Uh, and so it, it was, like, to your point, it wasn't like a decision you made overnight. Mm-hmm. We've been talking for several years. Yeah. Uh, we spent a lot of time thinking about it. Uh, you know, we want to make sure we left the company that did so much for me the right way. Uh, mm-hmm. Natasha at the time had Arav, and so she was working part-time. Yeah. Um, and so made it easy from her perspective. Yeah, because I, I wasn't in a job that I loved at yeah. that point, which that was good because mm-hmm. if it wasn't the job that I had, it would be hard to leave. Yeah. It made it, you know, so mm-hmm. when I left, you know, enough money for us to take a trip like this uh, and, you know, come back and, and then search for something and, you just you you really don't uh, think too much about decisions like this. You just sort of do it, and you know we did it, and we are still. I'm still surprised we made it happen. Yeah, he didn't think about it. I just panicked about it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I'm Natasha. I am the complete opposite. I I think my family is just more of a homebody. So you know, I um, grew up partially in India, and I grew up mostly in Dallas, Texas here. So I've been in the U.S. for a long time. And uh, um, I definitely like a lot of structure. Um, I, you know, met Abhishek here in Charlotte. 
and he always pushes me out of the boundaries. And I know when he first said at this trip, I did not believe him. And it took me a while <laughs> to accept it. And eventually when it actually happened is when I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. But I like to push myself and he pushes me. So I ended up on the strip. But I have to say, if I was on my by myself, I probably wouldn't have done it. I just don't have mm -hmm. it in. It was one of the most amazing experiences. And I, I hope we can do it again as a family. Well, hats off to you guys. And what, one of the things that I love about you guys is that you're so not phony. Um, I love that your life is kind of unedited. And I don't mean to say that people who take incredible pictures and edit their photos are phony, but your content is really, really exceptional, not just your photographs. And I think it's kind of a trend to follow people who have really great pictures and really great Instagram accounts rather than people that actually have know-how or practical experience. <laughs> and uh, it's just a pet peeve of mine when people go to a place and they just hit all the Instagrammable yeah. uh, spots and zip through to the next photo. Um, and you guys really did your best to learn about the cultures that you were in. You soaked up great experiences that made sense to you and not just for the photo op. And I, I really just love that about how you, you're so practical and you have an excellent, excellent way of packaging your experiences for others, which you included in your book, which I, I'll want to talk about at the end. So how did you guys get to this idea of a gap year? You mentioned that you had been working really hard for several years and were there like certain, did, did you foresee yourself doing a blog, articles, resources, a book, or did that just kind of emerge as you were doing it? Let me, I, I think, let me make a point first uh, on the authenticity. I think one of yeah. the things that, you know, we, we decided very early on was a lot of people on Instagram, you know, show that life is perfect. And, you know, we did not want to be that type of a couple or that type of travel family. They're just not those people. Yeah. Traveling with a kid is not easy. It is hard, but, you know, we think it's completely worth it. And so we wanted to make sure that we project something that speaks to the joy of travel with kids, but also the reality of travel. Um, mm -hmm. And we try and cover some of the tantrums. We try and cover some of the... The good and the bad. Uh, we don't edit our pictures. Um, we, you know, we do everything on an iPhone. Whether mm -hmm. it works for Instagram is a different story. But you know, we've, we've chosen to sort of try and build something and and share experiences that are legitimate and and what other parents would also go through. Yeah, the idea was to be inspirational, not aspirational. Yes. So inspire people, but not like inspire people but not aspire to like being us it was different like everyone should have their own authentic experiences of travel with children yeah yeah, yeah. and something that's related yeah yeah well yeah. you definitely accomplished that i i feel and that's exactly how i feel when i look at your stuff and when i read your book was that it was very real but it was very um you have a lot of expertise and a lot of 
excellent, excellent tips. And, you know, I'm a pretty decently well-traveled person, but I did learn a lot even just from reading your book and and from checking out your resources. So <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So we appreciate that. We appreciate awesome. the uh, feedback. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I think you asked how we got to writing the book and how mm-hmm. we got to, yeah, like creating a blog. Yeah, th- you know, I think when we, when we left on our trip, you know, our goal was to really just travel and to disconnect um, and to really not think about what we do when we come back. And, mm-hmm. and it, was a, it, was a, it was an incredible journey. And what was interesting was, you know, we did not meet many other families traveling, uh, especially traveling the world. We met a lot of couples traveling the world. We met uh, a bunch of single people traveling the world. In fact, I think we met only one other family. One family. Yeah, that had just started their trip uh, and traveling the world. And I think it automatically make, made us realize that, yeah, so people, you know, people just stop traveling after they have kids. You know, what, what we realized and doing some simple math, we realized that, you know, a, a child lives in your home till they're 18. And if you don't travel or travel as much, you know, until they're six or seven or eight or whatever you think is the ideal age for a child to travel, you're basically missing out on building memories and amazing times with your ch- children for probably 30 to 40% of the life they have with you. Mm-hmm. And that to us was, number one, just not acceptable because we felt like you know these are, these are the times to build memories. And the second thing that happened was after we got back, uh, a bunch of people started asking us all kinds of questions about, hey, what stroller do you want? Did you use? What was your favorite place? What did you go and do there? What was kid friendly? What was not kid friendly? And we just realized, you know what? Maybe there's a gap, um, and maybe there's just not enough resources and material on on traveling with kids. Uh, and so, hence, you know, we created this blog uh, that you know ended up being this small ebook that we gave away from free, and that eventually ended up becoming the book uh, that we spent several months writing uh, from my experiences. Uh, that's how to travel with kids uh, without losing your mind. Yes, how to travel with kids without losing your mind. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so what were some of your big, um, big shareable moments with other families? Like what are some of the without giving away, you know, the contents of the book, what are some of the, like, big takeaways and big advice moments that you have for other parents who are traveling or who want to travel more with their children? So I think that, like, traveling in general is hard, and children are challenging at home or, in a like, outside. Like, if you are, my child is going to have a tantrum, about something, whether he is in the house or whether I am in St. Petersburg in front of a beautiful, just like art piece of architecture. So Mm -hmm. for me, I felt like it's got nothing to do with the travel. It's got something to do with just being a parent. When Mm -hmm. you are a parent, you're just dealing with challenging situations. So I'd rather deal with the challenging situation in a beautiful location. (laughs) Yeah. And I found that children are very adaptable. Like it is shocking how more adaptable, you know, Arav is than, than I am, obviously. Like, he just, every time we would go to a new Airbnb, he would run around like it was his playground. It was like, new house, like, every time. Every 10 <laughs> days, new house. And it's just so much joy to see that through his eyes. And so, 
and I, I and I also think that sometimes people think of traveling with kids as just people around you, especially in the U.S. I think people think that kids are just like inconvenience, and mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways that is so not true. So I think it's just it's probably great to experience that people don't think of children as uh, an inconvenience or nuisance, in, you know, in restaurants like in countries like India or like or Spain, China. Like you know, it was so nice to see that and and just kind of have children being embraced. So what your perception of traveling with children is, it's very small and it's kind of like, it's biased. So it's good to travel with them to see what amazing things are out there and how not inconvenient it can be at times. And I think the the other thing I I would just add to this is, I find, at least I found that, you know, traveling with kids and traveling with Ara made us better parents. Uh, it made us more flexible. Uh, it made us uh, more adaptable to situations. Um, you know, and, and coming back, you know, a lot of the things that we did while traveling with him, we sort of kept doing. Um, and, you know, I think it just made us, ease, like, it, it helps us parent with ease, I guess, in a yeah, way. Yeah, um, and, and, I, and this is a little bit in the book. Uh, you know, we, we actually built a, a whole philosophy from there on traveling with kids and it could probably apply to parenting uh, to an extent if, if you choose to but you know we we create a philosophy we called it be flexible and every letter in flexible stands for something but yes. the the overall, the overall goal of the of the philosophy and and this idea is sort of go with the flow uh to you know let your kid explore and learn and enjoy the place and and not in U.S. parents not to be as hard-headed about schedules, about sleep times, about certain things, and, and learning to be adaptable and flexible will make the most out of the experience and make the most out of the destination. Man, I just I think that's so well said. That you know, first what you were saying, Natasha, is you know that kids kids are going to throw tantrums whether they're home or whether they're not home, and if they're out and you, the challenge is just caring what other people think, right? Of how am I going to do this in in public with other people watching, and how much do I care what people think? And and I love that in your book you mentioned, you know, just focus on your child. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. Don't worry about what other people that you're never going to see again are thinking, and just focus on the kid. I just, um, I, I, I did chant that to myself a couple of times on a recent trip that we took after reading your book, Abhishek, you know, what you're saying about the philosophy and how it does change the way that you see even your, your own life. And there's not like a travel mode and a home mode that it, it your travel does really change your life. So, um, that's really beautiful. So that was part one of my chat with Abhishek and Natasha from Two Idiots Travel. I hope that you loved it as much as I did. And part two is going to be coming up in our next episode. And you are not going to want to miss that because Abhishek and Natasha graciously offered to give away a copy of their book, How to Travel with Kids Without Losing Your Mind. So listen to the next episode and hear what you got to do to get a chance to win a copy of their book. 
feel free to leave your comments and review wherever you listen to podcasts and let us know what you thought about the episode.